0: How's it going, everybody? This is Damien G from the Big Gold Belt Podcast. And when I have a really hardcore gaming fix, I tend to go to Free Play Arcade located in the DFW Dallas Fort Worth area. They have locations in Richardson, Arlington, as well as Fort Worth with award winning games and food. Mind you, these are real arcades. Even in today's climate, arcade gaming is still a thing. Pinball old school gaming from Mario Brothers to Pong to Street Fighter to Turbo. It is all there for people who love their old school gaming and it's more of a family environment because trust me, I've been to other arcades y'all and this is the most family environment of all the arcades I've been to throughout Dallas so please feel free to check them out go to freeplayinc.com slash save the arcade to buy merch, gift cards, and other types of swag. If you can't make it out or don't feel comfortable making it out to the arcades. Again, that is freeplayinc.com slash save the arcade because they need our help. And trust me when I tell you, it is definitely the place to go for arcade gaming. That's freeplayinc.com slash save the arcade.
1: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Big O Bell Podcast. Today is November 12th. And for some people, today is a very good day for them. And for others, they are pretty much pissed at Walmart, Best Buy, Target, and all things affiliated with their pursuit of PlayStation 5. But we're here to give you all some entertainment. We got a lot to talk about this uh, from this week. Uh, Talking about AEW as far as with full gear, the new game announcement. And all other little sort of tidbits and stuff that kinda uh flew on Will's Twitter page as usual. But uh before we get started, gentlemen, how y'all doing tonight? Doing good, doing great. Feeling great, feeling good. How are you?
2: <laughs> Did anybody hit the lotto today? I think lotto would be easier to hit than a game no. system
3: today. My lotto will come in January or February twenty twenty one.
4: I was up to one in the morning. I had eight tabs open. Oh jeez. Had my, had my phone open, three tabs on the phone, Multi, uh, multitasking tasking with the apps. Went 0 for 17. Oh. <laughs> I Ooh. tried stores, local stores throughout the US. I tried major stores throughout Canada, you know, was working on a connect in, you know, in upstate New York that was going to ship me a thing across the border. Allegedly. <laughs> but I have one last hope. And that's at nine PM Eastern. Yeah. <laughs> Walmart gonna come through. Uh, All right, buddy. We gotta get this show clock. done
2: then. I
4: ain't lying, because I got clock, my I had it in my cart. The website crashed. It
1: was not in my cart anymore. Mm. <laughs> mm, mm. I, I got believe- my tab open for you, buddy. I got I my believe- tab open. We go we gon we we going we going we we're gonna get it done. Uh, with that being said, let's get right into things. So, look, first thing we want to talk about is the AEW Games announcement. Now, we kind of talked about a little bit about how we would want it to be, what it could possibly be, and I think they kind of delivered on all accounts. They got the mobile game. They got some casino game, which, I, to be honest, you can look at it however you want. Casino games are super lucrative, and I forgot who else was talking about they had one and how good it was uh, going for them. And then, obviously, they got the next-gen game. Uh, which is as Jamal says No mercy 4k and, and indeed it is But with that being said we'll start off With a soft opener and it's like what did you What was your all's quick reactions to it Um and is anybody Remotely interested in super Pursuing any of these games
4: <laughs> The short answer is Maybe um with the Casino game I don't like gambling I don't, I don't like you know I don't like it at all Um it will be interested to see what that game actually is, since they kind of talked about it the least. It was, we're doing three games. Two are on mobile. One has a little bit more of a clear path with the GM mode and stuff like that. The other one is a casino game. What does that mean? What type of games? Is it? Is it a casino where there's multiple games to play? AEW themed poker, blackjack, solitaire, UNO, I mean, what are we what are we talking about here? And then, of course, more importantly, what are the prizes? Uh, is are there um what's the microtransactions involved in a casino game? What could possibly I, go
1: wrong? If I if I think if I think correctly, and I just remember who it was, it was Eva Marie when uh we got a chance to interview her earlier this year, probably like a month or something ago. She has a game, and she was basically saying this is basically a a, a, a slots game that uses her likeness, her voice, and all that other stuff hit all the flashing lights with all her faces and stuff on like that and, he, and it does what it does so uh, very simple and something to construct but lucrative
4: right right agree but i think the idea is you know especially since this is a wrestling product you know how will they market it to everyone but kids yeah i um, mean because when you when you talk about games And their audience, yes, sure, their core audience of AEW skews uh, higher than your elementary school age kids. But in the context of games, games usually are associated with a childhood activity. So 100 percent. Yeah. How will they be able to um, to market that as uh, as, you know, a thing? And then, of course, is there uh, is there actual
1: money involved? If there is, then that could be very interesting to see what they how they how they do that. And obviously um, that means that you know because the, the games are going to be at the Jacksonville Stadium, um, as far as you know um, the the amenities. shall we say, in going to see a game, and it just makes sense, you know. Yeah. Make yeah. money however you can.
4: Yeah. So yeah, and that's that's fine. Um, I think that as far as the GM mode game uh, that they're doing, uh, I was hip to a uh, an online game called like Total. Uh, elite wrestling or something like that. Where basically total,
2: it is total extreme warfare. Yeah, warfare?
4: Uh, something like that. Um, but anyway, GM based. Yes, it is one hundred percent GM mode on from SmackDown versus Raw on steroids. And if you enjoy the uh, front office franchise mode of your major sports games like Madden or 2K or, or the show, this is that for wrestling. And you are out there to survive. And, and it is apparently it's a huge learning curve they take it very seriously and it is what it is I wouldn't mind that game for AEW especially if it's a um, community based game um, now of course the big thing and I'll leave it with this is the console game
0: mm-hmm.
4: if the reason why I think it's no mercy in 4K and not uh, what's that thing called WWE All-Stars or mm-hmm. the new thing that just came out mm-hmm. is fun. that Right, is that No Mercy is not your typical your arcade game where you only have two buttons, punch and kick, and if you mm-hmm. press them hard enough, it's high kick or low kick. It is a simulation game. It just happened mm-hmm. to be a simulation in 1999 uh, or 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and the long and short of it is, it is really in-depth. It mm-hmm. looks goofy as hell because it was a Nintendo 64 <laughs> but you know the bottom line is is that it was a wrestling game that was based on real moves and, and chain wrestling and reversals, and and stuff like that. So if I really you,
1: hope. Go ahead. I was gonna say, and that's why it still is. It it holds great right now. You, can, yep. you yeah. can run it today. I've I yeah. yeah. been it, it about a month ago with some people. Like it, it's still very competitive because of the reasons you you name.
4: Right. So this isn't like you know, and obviously you can make anything competitive. Like Rocket League is an eSport. Yeah. And you know, and that's that's as you know as goofy as it's going to get. Um, I definitely was running fools at um, at Otacon when we were playing NBA Jam. Yeah, um, that's true. You know, that was that was definitely true. going down. So the esports, you know, definitely evolves um, from everything. But I do think that based on the twenty five seconds of video that we saw, that was obviously like pre 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 alpha footage. Don't I would hope that. Whatever it looks like, um, as it did look a little bit more on the arcade side, I think it does, on the surface, strike that balance where they're not making it super, super, super realistic like Madden, where mm-hmm. you can actually get turf toe and have your career in it, but they're not making it super arcade like Blitz. <laughs> it's right. what, It looks like it's somewhere in the middle, and I and I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, if they're not coming in and like, you know, doing uh scans of people for it, then it's not gonna have that, you know, super hot like that super realistic look that the WWE games have where they straight up do the 3D scanning of everybody and get their faces and all that. Um, They got Jericho right right, from the trailer. Right. (laughs) Jericho is looking all kinds of weird with DeAndre, the giant (laughs) hands and the little head and who knows? I mean, they had the big disclaimer on there that, you know, it's early footage. So who knows how early on it is? I mean, if they've only been working it on a a year, maybe nine months. I mean, Laura knows Dynamite's only been around a year now. So how, you know, how much time under the hood have they had to do this, especially considering it's COVID in the end to me? It's not so much a matter of how it looks. That's just, you know, the initial first impression you're going to get from the little bit of footage they showed. Like Jamal mentioned, it's probably maybe like 30 seconds of footage they dropped. Um, in the end, if we're going to compare this to No Mercy, it's all going to come down to the gameplay. That's going to mm-hmm. be the key. It's going to be how the thing actually plays. And there's not going to be any way we're to really know that till we have a finished product. So I'm damn curious. I'm damn interested but there's just not enough to concrete go on right now. We just had, you know, some graphics we saw that are just kind of like, okay. And I think there's also the factor right now the graphics might be also getting kind of a weird response from people because the whole idea that we are on launch week of next gen systems. So people are thinking, like, this don't no look next gen.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's a disconnect between the kids today and No Mercy. Uh, that mm. game is 20 years old. So yes. when we played it, if if you played it, you know, oh, awesome. in, in its heyday, uh, you know, 10, 11, between 11 and 17 years old, you have a different, you know, respective Absolutely. of what the game, the game is compared to now. That doesn't make, uh, in, well, not NBA, but uh, Raw uh, 2K, you know, uh, WWE 2K, you know, 2019, a bad game. Other things make that a bad game. But the reason why No Mercy is No Mercy and I would say No Mercy, WrestleMania 2000. Um, uh, what was the thing called? Um, WCW Mercy. Revenge. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and even the other games made by Ukes, who they're working with, including uh, Def Jam, um, WWE Day of Reckoning on the GameCube, which was a hell of a game. You know, those games are not SmackDown versus Raw or Bring the Pain or Know Your Role or any of those things. Mm-hmm. They can be different. I-, I just think that you know, based on what we've seen, I have reason to be interested. Because if they made this photorealistic, you know, you know, the game that was basically a ripoff of 2K,
1: that ain't it. Well, uh, you bring up Ukes, which I think is... A, is I'm about a to point, say Ukes
3: is, is going to be my point, yep.
1: Yeah, because look, I mean, they this they their last year with... Uh, with WWE was last year with 2K. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 2K has thus went forward. And I don't think that... I mean, the, the resume is there Absolutely. about all the games, as you said. So there's, there's the intrigue on that note but I guess the sour taste of the 2K games <laughs> over the last, I don't know, five years, five, six years of them, is that <laughs> the mechanics has always been the problems with it. It never was the functionality. It never was um, um, the the modes and, and, and the options you had. It was just strictly, for me, I thought the it was just the gameplay and the glitches. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if... Much like Jamal said, which makes me intrigued even more, is if they find a happy medium between being 2K serious and not battleground unserious. If they find mm-hmm. a nice little groove in the middle, then you know we'll see what happens. I also want to say really quick that the GM mode, um, I, I we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Is like while there are things out there that has already done this. They're not reinventing the wheel here. I really think that up, up, down, down, really puts so much emphasis as to how fun GMO could be to the point that they was like, we should do that as well too. So I think that because of just all the attention and, and the popularity of up, up, down, down, continuously each and every week doing battle of the brands, um, that I think that alone said was AEW's fuel to say, like, we definitely should do something like that too. And then obviously doing this game was definitely like the well, I know everyone likes those old oh, uh you know, no mercy and all those type of games. Mm-hmm. We definitely should modernize that too. Use has been the catalyst for this for over the years. You know, you got extreme gamers on that brand. I'm not gonna name any of them that are doing gaming gimmicks, but Kenny Omega truly is a gamer. And I think that his input on it definitely. Uh, and then with his connections, too. I mean, he was in Japan all that time where Yooks is at. So mm-hmm. you could imagine he knows these some of these people really personally. And I think that's going to really, um, I think that's really going to help this be successful in American territories by knowing exactly what the consumer wants. So, like, there's a lot of reasons as to why this could be good. But I'm trying to tell you all it takes is for the first day launch and for it to be glitch heaven, and that's a wrap.
2: Well, that be fair. Not, well that's any game, though.
1: That's but every game,
4: but we also don't yeah. know what the game is. Like, will there be right. online multiplayer? Um, how it many matches can <laughs> you well, Maybe, but how many matches can you uh, have? Um, you know, how many people on the roster is going to be? What will how will this timing coincide with the virtual basement indie project that's been stewing for a few years now?
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, How much will it cost?
3: That's what I was about to say. You know, that's going to be the kicker. How much would it cost? Because you games are seventy dollars now. Right got to be thirty. Yeah. Got to be. Now, I was about to say if you have a thirty dollars game, that's like the twenty dollars ESPN two K time when they went twenty against Madden at the fifty dollars time. Huh. If you have a game that's like valued at. on this next-gen era. value proposition. There there you go.
4: Also, will this inspire 2K to get their act together and put together a better product for next year? Well, you know
3: they're already coming back with some football stuff. So, I mean, they can easily throw their name into wrestling or whatnot to be back full-blown outside of NBA or to bring
1: back any wrestling dynamics with it. No, great point, Jamal. This would definitely make 2K say, okay, now we need to start, stop trying to steal money and figure out what we can do. I mean, because that's literally what yeah. 2K philosophy has been with 2K basketball. They have never yeah. cared to do anything better because they don't have any competition. The pressure ain't and there. at all. So this, this definitely does, you know. They did that fight 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, is anybody getting 2K Black Friday? This is always the conversation each year.
2: Oh, uh, well, A- NBA
4: 2K or,
1: or WWE? WWE.
2: Oh, no. Hell no. Not well, coming out with one. There's no WWE oh. game this year. Because Battlegrounds. Battleground.
4: There's
3: but, no
2: two games year
3: But Battlegrounds yeah. gonna be there for Black Friday, I bet, for a, a yeah.
2: decent price. I ain't no, not No. Me.
4: Okay. Well, that's a no. That's
2: a no. <laughs> I haven't no. played Battlegrounds. I'd be cu- I'd be curious to play it. But I ain't dropping I'm dropping down any money to try it on sight unseen. You know. I year. watch it on
3: YouTube. I watch it on YouTube for a free for free product and get my my crazy.
1: <laughs> Yo, any any other comments, real quick, so we can get to our other topics for tonight. Not on this one.
2: Not no because that the battleground. Nah. <laughs> stay stay tuned for the AEW games. We'll see
1: yeah, what happens. Yeah, yeah, there and also too, this has all tuned for the presentation of how they did it. I mean, yeah. these these they're they're having a good time and they're all living their best life with this. So like, it's good. It's good to to see something different than what we're used to. Uh, uh, you know what, we're accustomed to in game launches and announcements, stuff like that. Anyway, let's go to this last Saturday, AW Full Gear. Now, we don't, you know, if anybody's been a fan of ours for now 296 episodes, you know that we don't do a whole review of the whole show, we just talk about some of the things that stood out to us. Um, that we should, you know, p- provide our thoughts or reactions to. And the first thing we definitely want to talk about from this, if there's anything else, is well, it's Don Callis, who was calling ah. commentary for the Kenny Omega Hangman Page match. And why are we bringing up Don Callis? Because if you've been listening for the last few weeks, we've been talking a lot about the possibilities of things with wrestlers. But Don Callis the executive vice president of Impact Wrestling, who by all means made sure that was the first or second thing that came out of his mouth when he spoke on that mic, as he sat next to the other uh, commentators on that team, is we all know that, you know, he's Canadian, his friendship with Kenny Omega, we all know that. But the fact that he showed up one week ago at Impact Wrestling's biggest show... And then we got to that this show but AEW's biggest show is what do we make of this here? What do we make of this here? Well, that brings us to our point of partnerships within wrestling. The norm is that big promotions, televised promotions don't name other televised promotions. If you had all the accolades in A, B doesn't acknowledge a and vice versa. It's just been some unwritten rule that we've been seeing in 2020 be completely shattered. Except for the E, they're doing their own thing. But Impact, ROH, AW, everybody's playing fair now. Everybody's being friendly. And Don Kyle is showing that AW is just another step to that. I also should throw NWA name in there as well. But with that being said, what do you all think is truly going to manifest from this? And it's what possibly could be coming our way?
2: Yeah, hit. I tell you, Don Callis showing up there definitely caught my attention because hell, I mean we know, like you said, we know his relationship with Kenny Omega. Hell, he personally considers himself responsible for making the Jericho and Omega match that blew everything up in New Japan, and then you know kind of leads to AEW forming. So he's got his uh you know thoughts on stuff, but it, it's like you said, they introduced him as you know from Impact Wrestling. We were last week talking about the uh, conference call and how Cody was making lots of claims about AEW is open for business, Mm -hmm. open to ideas. Meanwhile, we've had a change of uh, leadership in New Japan, and there was definitely, like we talked last week, you know, speculation about what that might mean. Laura knows there was talk of a surprise last night. We had a lot of people thinking, oh, AEW might close the show with a New Japan wrestler coming out. That didn't happen. But there's a lot of smoke. And there's a lot of speculation. And I think – and we talked about this last week. I mean when with everything that's going on, with so few cha- so few shows happening with all these companies, I think there is some interest in these companies working together. But it comes down to one thing in the end. How do these companies work together in a beneficial way for both sides – where both sides look good, where both sides, you know, come out in a way where neither one looks bad. I mean, you can't just send people over. And if you're impact, you don't want to send over the north and have the young bucks squash them. Just to ah, use that as an example. I got a rebuttal coming. So, but by that same token, if you're AEW, you don't want to send people to impact and just have them look bad. You got there's got to be a middle ground. So that's always yeah. the problem with promoters working together: is how do you make it beneficial? To both sides that's the age yeah. old question That's the that's the trick so could It happen I, mean, I think there's a better chance of it Happening now than there's been in a long damn time agree. Just given the state of the world
1: And now even at this oh go ahead Go ahead two change
2: I was just gonna say and, and
1: and Will brought up exactly the Point that you know anybody with any Form of intelligence can tell what Cody Was alluding to with why they can't do Aldis and Cody three Because mm-hmm. you have and At that time two champions and No one's gonna bow and I think NWA makes it very clear that everything is driving through Nick Aldis. But I was just going to really quickly say, I brought this up in my Impact Review on Tuesday, which is on YouTube, folks, you want to check that out. Um, well, there was a tweet from a former, uh, former tag team champs in FTR who made it very clear that they wanted to work the best people in all over the world. And they also pointed over at impact and said, we would love to work the North. And they got the blessings from, um, why is his name slipping out of my head? Uh, I, i say Don Kyle, uh, it will come to me in a second, but they got the blessings from impact management, but now that they're not the champs and now that they kind of given those little foreshadowing tweets about, you know, Mm -hmm. they did their thing. We did, we know they obviously been very verbal about wanting to work new Japan. This is I think this is this is slightly the mode that it has to be. It's like, hey, we don't mind you using our talent, but we definitely got emphasis on our champions.
2: Right. And I think we got to that- get the we got to get the belts off them. And then mm-hmm. there you go. I mean, it's, it's, what, it's what happened with Moxley. As soon as Moxley got that AEW belt, they're like, uh, don't matter that you're New Japan, U.S. champ. That's done. <laughs> yeah. you ain't, and, and you can't drop that belt. It's like yeah. you're you're ours now. So mm-hmm. that's that. <laughs>
1: So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see FTR in the Impact ring versus the North, who's their champions again right now. So, like, I mean, these things are definitely shaping, and this it's all worth the buzz to kind of speculate as to how it can work. Uh, Gentlemen on the bottom, you two comments. Yes, yeah, so I would say monopolization
3: is definitely a real thing, and it happens in business all the time, so why not wrestling take their chance? So you have companies like AEW, Impact, New Japan, that can all do these little things where – each promotion can benefit saying, OK, AEW, we're going to be known for this. So if you come here, it's going to be these type of matches. If we go to New Japan, it's going to be these type of matches. If you go to Impact, it's going to be these type of matches. But why don't we give everybody a big payday because we're bringing the best out of everybody so you can see these cross-promotional matches that will, be wor- that will work. Crossover, think about this like on a the, on the network, like, for example, NBC with Dick Wolf. Dick Wolf has Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, and he uses these cross promotions to make sure – each show gets their shine at different things. And, oh, let's do a SVU crossover, too, so we can make sure we see our New York partners paired with our uh, Chicago partners. You can do the same thing in wrestling, and it'd be great. It's just little teaser appetizers. You still your each own individual company, but you're maximizing on paydays when people want to see these dream matches that these glitches won't happen if they were at that big, big company of WWE that won't let it happen. So, like Verizon and... and and Xfinity won't do that when Sprint and T-Mobile will. So you, you'll you get the best of both worlds to try to do that monopolizing. So why not take the chance, especially in this COVID era of this pandemic era, to try to maximize on opportunities for you?
4: So this yeah. is what I want. I want, uh, you know, the World Baseball Classic uh, was the thing where they got uh, the people to represent, you know, their, each, uh, each country. Um, the Olympics does a thing where they have qualifiers every damn day for three years. Um, <laughs> soccer has a uh, similar amount of qualifiers before they get into the World Cup shenanigans. I want a World Cup of wrestling. Now, granted, mm. you may go, hey, we did that already. Uh, it happened in Europe. Rey Mysterio was in the finals. So, but like, what if representing AEW, New Japan, the Mexican companies, AAA and CMLL, the European uh, major indies like WXW, ICW, um, OTT out of uh, out of Ireland, uh, Progress, maybe not Progress because you know McMahon, mm-hmm. but you know, and then we have you know even even in Japan, other than New Japan, you have All Japan, Total Japan, whatever. Mm-hmm. Everybody else that I'm forgetting from um, and, and Mansoor, we need Mansoor, <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> but from everybody that I'm forgetting. Howdy MCW, time. Down in in Melbourne, Australia, OWE in uh, Thailand or uh, Myanmar, wherever they're based now, and just get it together with like, listen, get a squad of men and women and make it like a tennis tournament like Wimbledon, where we have a tag tournament concurrent with a singles tournament, concurrent with a women's tournament. I think that that's a thing that would be a grand overarching championship, the universal championship, as it were. Um, where that would really come together. And obviously, because it's booked, everybody's going to get their shine. The Cruiserweight Classic comes to mind because Abushi versus Cedric Alexander is a top five match of all time for me. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen that match from the Cruiserweight Classic, go out of your way to do so. That is not a match that would have happened under traditional circumstances without some mm-hmm. give and take. Nope. But yet, here we are. Yeah. There is definitely money to be made with so-called dream matches and never before and stuff like that. That doesn't mean that, like, we need Tanahashi in in Impact. That doesn't mean that we need the North in AAA. But there are other things uh, that would have to happen. And that's largely because money talks. Cut the bullshit. Money talks. And there's money to be made if if it were, for example, a pay-per-view-like scenario. Uh, we can we can go into that a little bit, you know, in, in further in depth because I have like a full on PowerPoint presentation. For I, I,
1: I want to know, okay. know your thoughts on this comment. Do you think do you think those promotions and stars will put the egos aside for a winner? Money talks.
4: Okay, I mean, like, that's what it is. I, of, I mean, if you're I telling agree. me that, like Okada, I mean, if you if you so let's say that you, there's five and or six, and you and from the six, you have six champions from around the, uh, the world to come through on a pay per view. I'm not saying, I mean, obviously, that's a big money pay-per-view. There's, you're going to split the purse, television deals, sponsorships and all that shit from around the world. And then, of course, there is genuine interest because everybody's rooting for everybody. The merch. Oh, my God. Can you think of the merch from each uh, um, from each match? Ooh. If it was, you know,
3: just match shirts alone,
4: just match shirts alone would be bananas because it's a one time deal. We don't know mm-hmm. if we're going to see well. Cody Rhodes versus Roosh, or we're going mm-hmm. to see, you know, Walter versus uh, Okada. I mean, well, well
1: the possibilities let me, are endless. Let, let me let me ask something else as a little curveball here. So we got the Super J Cup coming in December, uh, December twelfth to to be that mm-hmm. Right. In that you have ACH, free agent Leo Rush, free agent, free agent. Mm-hmm. TJP Impact MLW, free mm-hmm. agent. Right. <laughs> Uh, Chris Bay of Impact, just to name a few people who's jumping, who's you know jumping over territories there. But the thing about it is that, it, 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 essentially, that's what that's what's happening here. Now the question to you all is, does this strike any interest to you because this is happening? I know for me personally, I, I huge fan of Chris Bay, so it's like, oh. <laughs> Oh, so well, you, you 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 all are reaching over here to make sure you got some legit talent for this for for this uh, 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 tournament this year. So, I you know and and the, and again, it's just to think that if New Japan is playing friendly and allowing this like this to happen, and Impact is playing friendly and allowing their talent to do so, which we've already know, we already known. Who else is going to start saying like, well, shoot, I would like to see one of our top persons on a display around the country who's going to draw back more fans back here. Mm-hmm. It, it just works, and, I, and, and to me, a little bit to that question, I don't think a winner matters to me. You just right. named the best match of that Cruiser Classic, and either one of them won. That was a first round match.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know who won the tournament. I don't care. But that was the first round match. TJP
1: TJP did. Okay, cool. I'm a good friend. And, and I think that's what—that's why tournaments are good. I mean, you can even go back to the main young class. I mean, Sotomor and Mercedes Martinez was easily the match of, of the main young class at two for me, and like either one or don't one. So like, well,
4: right? Well, I just, think
2: well,
1: so. Like, look real, real quick. So let's let's say that there
4: are eight federations. Pick your eight. I don't care who they are.
0: Mm-hmm. And
4: going into it, the build for it is yo. We need qualifiers to do it, and it can be you know, champions versus champions in, in a seated tournament. It could be, you know, tag champions versus champions, women's champions versus champions, all in a seated tournament. And that, so that way you don't have to send over the entire roster, mm-hmm. but because they're the champions, it gives people, and we can do it every four years, they give it, to take some smoke off of it because we don't want to book, you know, this isn't one company now, this isn't the actual new world order. But what if every four years we had an Olympics of wrestling type of a deal where we took a month to book who our representation for the tournament, sent their ass to Mortal Kombat Shang Tsung's Island, and, and and do the deal. <laughs> you know? Damn shame what happened to uh, Cage's friend got thrown off that mountain by Goro. But the idea is, <laughs> you know, we send them over to the island, they do the deal, and then whoever brings back the belt keeps it. I mean, like literally keeps it. And could you imagine seeing that belt on Impact Television? The prestige it with that because, you know, the Gorillas of Destiny versus FTR in the finals? Or, you know, the Young Bucks versus uh Lethal and Gresham in the finals? Or I mean, like, there's so many unending possibilities that I can't even begin to forget to think about. When you have literally the world. And we haven't even mentioned WWE.
1: Yeah. By the way, you're gonna bring a Mortal Combat. My, my one of my favorite people, uh, Hakeem Alston, who got beat by Luke Kang within the first five minutes. Never WMAC forget. Masters reference. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> never, ne- ne- never forget. <laughs> never forget. So, I, I mean, again, I am loving what's happening here. MLW is something is a promotion we haven't talked a lot about, but they're making quiet strides that we definitely are going to have to visit about to relaunch. At some point yeah so and I, I love the promotional work that they're doing I love how they're using people from other things or however it may be I think that you know the best example here is you have to think about the MCU and Sony so Disney and Sony how Disney has all the money in the world all the success in all their Marvel movies but they still needed something and that's something with Spider-Man who Sony owns the rights to and literally has taken all their movies to the next level, just for Sony to eventually, after their three movie deal gets them back and now stands on their two feet, has a successful universe of their own and can move forward. And why does that work? Because Sony needed a little bit of help before. And I can think of some promotions now that needs a little bit of help. And maybe they need Mm -hmm. to work with a bigger promotion to get their one person over or their big star over and then eventually that star comes back. And then now he has all the accolades in the back of saying they were in that tournament. They, you know, they represented us. They did this. They beat that top person. You know what I mean? That These type of things work. I mean, again, you go back to Cedric Alexander, Kotoobushi. At the end of the day, we knew who Cedric was. And maybe you didn't know who Cedric was. But I can tell you that that match was so good. And everyone knows Kota world where we now from all over the world. Cedric going in there, having that match. Did something for the both of them, you
2: and got, all the three signed. got them and signed. I,
1: got I was gonna say all door. three got them signed. <laughs> so the glory is now. Tournaments, tournaments work. Tournaments absolutely work, go. and playing friendly work. And I mean, you can say whatever you want, but like the Cruiserweight Classic is sort of a very astringent way of doing it. But you know, however that was, but it didn't really give representation for the other promotions. But now, thinking for what people are doing, with people working in different promotions and all that stuff. Uh, Don Callis sighting definitely makes you raise your eyebrows. Like, oh, potentially it could be some more stuff coming up our way. Uh, up our way. So I, I think
4: he, a person like Callis, doesn't make a trip down to Jacksonville. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, for for a cup of coffee and mm-hmm. to watch a match.
1: Yeah, he yeah. he, he just
4: think, get cop tickets. <laughs> right, because even if he wanted to do that, okay, fine, he flies down from yeah. Nashville or wherever. He doesn't have to be on on commentary. You could have watched the thing from the suite.
2: Yeah. He could have watched yeah.
4: it from the trailer. He could have watched it from production. He could have yeah. toured He's the whole backstage.
2: He's fishing. He's fishing.
4: I think both of them are. Mm, I really me do. Too. I think that, that there's a there's a mutual beneficiary um of this. And I think that AEW Impact needs the exposure. Impact does mm-hmm. not have that exposure. If they did, they'd right. be AEW.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, AEW
4: true, in their women's division and so far they're getting that for NW, from the NWA yep, thank you right. be if they don't do the yep. same thing in a bigger very good again. point Yeah, yep. Lord knows Impact 100%. has the banging,
2: the banging women's division that is missing totally right. so there you go
4: so I'm not saying that Kiara Hogan and Diamante won't be a thing on television but I'm just saying that it's 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 a possibility
2: mm-hmm.
4: there's so many it stories would help that could be
2: so told. much there's so mm-hmm. many stories that can be
4: told. There's so many things that can happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that you sending a guy like, you know, uh, Don Callis down there would be the same thing as sending like Roy- uh, uh, William Regal, uh, Steve Regal, to AEW to watch a match.
1: No, no, no. no. We'll, we'll, you're a prime example, when we saw William Regal in New York and he was at Evolve, we're like, oh, right. oh. Yeah, it, if you don't send Shawn
4: Michaels to an Evolve show. For no yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think this is a perfect transition because we, since we just mentioned the AEW women, this is the perfect chance, I think, to slide this in here. What the heck is going on with AEW women, especially <laughs> after last night? Okay.
4: You say what you got to say because I guarantee that I have a rebuttal to that because I like it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you liked it. Okay. I did. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad. Is this the fourth or fifth different version of Brandy Rhodes that
1: we've gotten? Well, you got to build her up somehow. I am just glad that Brandy Rhodes did Jamal the biggest service ever by getting Shaq on the roster. So there you have it. I knew he, that's why he's happy. That's Shaq. the tweet
4: that I've been waiting for my entire life. Shaq is all elite. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I liked it was because it was something new. They took a, took a chance on the women's division. They brought in somebody that you've only seen in the crowd on mm. AEW dark and dynamite. If you were looking hard enough, um, she definitely has a presence even though, you know, I've seen a cardboard box with more, uh, you know, better on the mic. I don't think that's her fault though. Um, I, you know, call it what you want. Nerve stage right. Whatever. I don't care how many times you rehearse it. When the red lights on the cameras live, it makes the world of difference. However, we haven't seen her wrestle.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Anna Jay is, okay. has come into her own as a wrestler at AEW as of, as of late. She's only been wrestling for two or so years. She hasn't cut a promo, though. I mean, she cut the one introductory promo of how I'm like I'm cute and blonde, and then, oh, shit, Abaddon's coming out. That's a problem. Um, but the bottom line is, is that she really hasn't cut a fiery promo of herself. She's just been wrestling under the umbrella of the Dark Order. So with this uh, lady, Jay Cargill, who's appeared out of the ether, no idea who she is.
0: Uh-huh.
4: Like, oh, my God, what's Bianca Belair doing in the, in the uh, dynamite zone?
1: Uh-huh. But, uh, the dynamite. She comes out
4: there, cuts this promo, which was granted poorly delivered. She was nervous. It was, an, it was a woman's segment that was out of the blue that didn't involve Britt Baker uh-huh. for no That's reason. True. That didn't involve, uh, you know, Nala Rose for no reason. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm glad to see them injecting something new and trying something different. And then, of course, Brandy saved the segment. <laughs> I mean, who would got- thought there was a situation where somebody comes in, and then they had to be relieved by Brandy Rose?
1: I got about all of the money in my savings account back. That Jamal has never heard of Wax Atlanta. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Um, Got you is it, on that.
4: Is is, is that re- uh, related to Baps,
1: the Halle Berry movie? No, but should be. No, I was but. hoping that he was gonna <laughs> get that savings. I okay. hope he was gonna get that savings. Okay, uh, so look, Wax is basically a reality show. For yeah, because she was vibes. on that,
4: it's it's like the Real Housewives of this particular cul-de-sac in Atlanta.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, so, basically, yeah. So, if that segment ain't scream E all over it, that was that's why it for me was just cringy. Because that's exactly the type of television I never ever ever want to see but near TNC wrestling drama, ring though, it, it, was, it was a diva,
2: diva segment it was a it diva, was diva
1: segment a absolute diva segment it was e written all over it the bella twins could have came out next and caitlin jenner kylie jenner and all that would have been right around the corner it literally felt like that, there might so have been why, that have, why yeah it, well, <laughs> and why and why this may come to a shock to some people that the the, the segment was oh my god no if you've ever watched some trash reality TV, it is right on par with that. But yeah, the, the iteration of Brandy Rose. Now that we got Wax Atlanta, Brandy Rose. Now,
4: well, um, she's from Detroit. Let's not forget that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that, that's 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 Detroit what had to came out. out.
1: Detroit came Detroit out. Detroit
2: came out last night. That's
4: yeah, true. true. But, but uh, I, I think that. The, but that's kind of the thing, though. I mean, you may say that it's trash reality TV, but the difference between that and WWE is it wasn't based on their friendship or the fact that they're frenemies or the fact that they had like a bake sale and then one of the cookies got burned. So now we have a feud over it. Um, it wasn't that they put somebody through the table seven weeks in a row. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, there, there are slight differences there where you have this statuesque woman that can crush a watermelon with her legs and she's up there talking shit to Cody Rhodes and then her, you know, her leg, his legitimate wife comes out. Mm. These things do make sense in the context. I wish it was better executed but it wasn't just like oh my god we're friends because i love you. Yeah, the point or We're not friends it. anymore. They did tell me. And that's and, that, and and and, and Conti.
2: I think that was the biggest thing. Is just the segment by the time it was done, it was so all over the place cuz he had this new face and Jade Cargill. You had the way she dropped in the stuff about Shaq. It was like as soon as she said Shaq and everyone's kind of like Wait a second, Shaq, like Shaquille O'Neal. Then immediately you had, then immediately you, because Shaq wasn't there. That was the thing. It's not like he came out. So everyone's kind of like, wait a second, they're talking about Shaquille O'Neal. And then as soon as that happened, (laughs) Brandy comes out with her whole thing. And it was like, there was a lot going on there. Then you had all those run ins at the end with um, Mm -hmm. Brian Cage and all that. Like, there was a lot going on there. And by the time it was done, it was kind of like, whoa, there was like three or four different things all in this one segment. And I think that you would think they would want to keep the focus on Shaq, being that's, that's like TV that's a four, that's the biggest star name involved in the whole thing. Quick question: yeah. Has
1: has Cody ever said he was a giant killer? That's what I've been wondering. Uh Big Show, Big Show WrestleMania twenty eight. Yeah, but like, are they really referencing that to use? For well, this? well, Cody lost, so I don't know. So uh, th- th- okay, I just wondering. To I just want to, cause I say like, I feel like that's a reach when she said that. I was like, I don't feel like he said that, cause even he even had that look like I don't think I said that, but okay, oh <laughs> <laughs> sure, boy, okay. Now, will let's let's, let's let's get on you and what what's what's this whole thing with the Tony Khan tweet of today.
2: Tony, no, Tony Khan. Tony Khan didn't tweet anything today. I guess we're we're talking about Cody Rhodes podcast appearance. Oh, okay, okay. is that, or is that what we're talking about? Yeah. No, okay. So. We-
1: yeah, okay. No, I'm thinking about something I did see Tony Khan tweet today and I thought we was all referencing all this together. So no, we we, we could talk about the, the Cody. Yeah, those are
4: definitely two different things. Um yeah, yeah. tweeted something about Joe and and Cody tweeted about something about a specific thing.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yep,
4: yep, 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 yep chair yep yep, yep, yep,
1: yep. So um yes, yeah, so let's let's talk about the Cody <laughs> the sort of the, the AEW podcast. Cody Rhodes. AEW
2: unrestricted. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, Has, Cody was on AEW Unrestricted. And I guess that dropped today. Mm-hmm. And the big drama coming from that was he talked about uh, a year ago at Full Gear, the infamous chair shot. The chair shot heard around the world where, where uh, Sean Spears hit him in the head and people were just like, what the heck is going on? An unprotected yep. headshot and all this and. What was interesting and kind of and lit things up this morning is there was coverage of it from uh who is it from Inside the Ropes did an article on it. Uh Gary Cassidy, wrestling Gary on Twitter, who's who has been pretty well connected and pretty on the money with stuff recently. So he he's been getting a lot of you know following for putting stuff out there. And he was he put up an article talking about the podcast and he put up this quote where he broke they, it was from Cody breaking everything down and talked about how they clarified they tried to gimmick the chair and all this. But where it got interesting was at the end of it, it says, AEW's EVP Rhodes said no matter what happened, he told Tony Khan to say it was a gimmick chair. So it blew that whole thing caught my attention because it was just like, hold up now. Are they acting like Cody is like saying like, look no matter what happens, no matter what happens out here, say the chair is gimmicked as like a cover-up mm. kind of thing. Mm. So, you know, th- that's the way that read to me. It was just like, what are they talking about? And they were talking about, they were trying to sand the chair down to like a cookie sheet, you know, yeah. level of yeah. thinness and all this. So it was all kinds of confusing. So credit to, to Gary, I want to give credit right off the bat. Cause he, once he's always blowing up, he got in touch and clarified the story and redid the article and updated and clarified things. So, It's not quite as crazy as it sounds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Essentially what happened is they did gimmick the chair. The chair was gimmicked. It did get gimmicked. They did the spot. There is a little bit of weirdness where Cody apparently did this apparently between him and Tony and didn't quite tell a whole lot of people he was doing it. And there's some really weird quotes in there where he tried to equate it to Marvel movies and Captain America using his shield where I'm, I can't figure out what he's going for there since that all involves CGI and special effects. (laughs) Yeah. I don't don't get that part. I don't get that part, but the part at least about the chair itself and it being gimmicked. And if they're trying to cover anything up, that's all been clarified. So I'm glad that part is straightened out and not weird because that was really strange for a bit there, but, Uh, Yeah, the Marvel stuff, I'm not quite sure what he was going for on that.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, You about to say something, Jamal? So
4: the problem that I have with this isn't necessarily about what Cody actually said, because if I remember correctly, that was the story that came out. Like, oh, no, no, it was a gimmick chair. Um, And what happened was is that Spears didn't hit him flush. He yeah. hit him with more to the side of the chair, which mm-hmm. uh, caused the right. gash in the back of his yeah. head. Yes. Um yes. So no matter how many times you do that, uh, you know something. This they're still they played as safe as they possibly could, and as we've mm-hmm. seen, obviously it didn't go as well as it should have. Not at all. Right. The problem that I have with this is, what do you, what do you want? You know, do you want? edgy, compelling, you know, daring do? Or do you want something that you know that is fake, that you don't have to suspend disbelief for, and that you know that you're watching a play, and that you don't want to be scared by your own immersion? And I can respect the fact that as a storyteller, Cody decided to use this element and get it done. Granted, I don't think he decided to cut the back of his skull open um, and, and have that, you know, be a thing, but as we've seen later on with Hardy and Sammy Guevara, it's a happy accident. I don't think that wrestlers, in the scope of their environment, should be afraid to push the envelope. And if that means gimmick in a chair or, you know, doing a spot that seems, you know, uh, insane, like the I Pope deal with Moxley and Jericho or the barbed wire bed that Kenny Omega had um, mm-hmm. or whatever, I think that they should be allowed to push that envelope. With that said, these are the risks that you take. And I'm not going to give you a medal for taking the risk. I can see that. Jumping off the Grand Canyon without a parachute is a risk. It's a risk that you might die. Mm-hmm. It's a risk that you might not. You may fall somewhere in between. But I'm not going to give you an award for doing something that I would view as you know stupid. But also you're the mm-hmm. storyteller. This is their ship to drive, to, to steer and they could have done something differently they decided to go with that it is kind of what it is so to the fans i kind of got to ask you do you want you know, the compelling hard hitting you know you know action uh you know impactful violence that you that the wrestlers report themselves to be and that it does involve some risk or do you want wrestling from the 60s and 70s
3: I'll even add this as a fan perspective, that was still early on. That was like their second major pay-per-view, right? When that incident happened. So you're still very early in your origin before you even get the live TV on be on TNT, where you're trying to figure out what your identity is and trying to figure out what your identity is. You have to take those risks in order to make yourself different. But like you said, Jamal, I can't give you a reward for doing that because we know what these risks is a Mm -hmm. lot of, Bad things that can happen with these risks, especially if it's been documented detailed, and not just your sport and other sports, too, especially in dealing with heads. Um, But at the same time, you got to figure they want to try to at least push that envelope as much as they can. You know, even what happened last week, it was a lot of color on 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 Wednesday show um, and dealing with that tag match. So, I mean, they're still trying to continue to find ways of, okay, how far can we go? Okay, we did good here. How far can we go? Can we look, go a little farther? It, it's it's like a give and take, but once you, like you said, I can't give a reward for it, but you understand, mm-hmm. if you take that risk and something
1: happens, right. it's going to shut you down permanently. Just Give me more Cody tattoos. Ask, We're asking for I want to score it. Anything Gosh, I'm going to say on this really quick, because I'm to swirl down as we get ready for
2: the show. Okay, it got there, cleared there. up as the day went on. It was just yeah. Blew, it blew up this morning when it was just confusing about what the actual statement was. But yeah, that was the act-
4: If they did went through the whole shenanigans of the post show scrum, just a lot of
2: people.
4: Yeah, like
2: that's that's yeah. A, that was, that's a McMahon move. Well, yeah. Now that's what why it was so crazy. It's like, oh my god, the way this reads is they're saying like, hey, you know, we're doing this, but don't tell anyone we're doing this. So mm-hmm. cover that. That's what was all weird. But now hearing the actual audio, Cody was giving a very different. Take on it and basically they they tried To essentially comes down to they tried Their damnedest to find a way find a way to gimmick This chair and they did gimmick it But it don't Mm -hmm. make a damn bit of difference if you're swinging From the side instead of coming Straight up and down (laughs) the damn thing's gonna come Straight up and down for it to work and Either either way though chair shots To the head in 2020 (laughs) it's just It's not a precedent to be doing gimmick Chair or not because people are Gonna try to copy it it's just that That's what I don't like about it more than anything it's just It's just we know too much now Don't go there. There's plenty of other
1: crap you can do. All right, folks. We're going to give our last remarks for the show tonight really quickly. Now, first thing I want to say is Pac return. No one I think that was a little lackluster Mm. as it it stands from social media. But I will say uh, AW NXT, Leon Ruff, pick up the win over Johnny Gargano. One, two, three, kid. (laughs) Yeah, I I like the the change in pace there with that. Uh, Good for them for trying something different. Uh, so that's going to be my last remarks for the night. What about you, Will? Anything else you want to add for the show?
2: Let's see. Next week they're doing a uh, EO Shirai and um uh, what's her? Rhea Ripley and they were mm-hmm. hyping that up big time last last night. So NXT is going to be pretty loaded next week. The the Leon Ruff, thing I think is very interesting. Cuz they just threw that out of nowhere. It was it was very reminiscent of One Two Three Kid just debuting and beating Razor Ramon. So mm-hmm. Where they go with it, I don't know. It's interesting that they straight up didn't just have him beat a name, but they had the North American title involved. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure how they follow it up from there. It's an interesting way to treat that North American title because NXT has been pretty set on protecting their championships and not making their championships into like, you know, a prop. So I'm, I'm curious to see how they handle Leon Ruff as champion. How do they... How do they do it? Is he just gonna be like sneaking out the back door with the belt or or what? Since NXT is the more serious brand. That part's interesting to me. If he had just beat somebody, I wouldn't think so much of it. But being the North American titles involved, that's a little different for them. So I don't know. We'll we'll tune we'll tune in next week, see where they where they go with that. And uh oh, I guess another thing to throw in possibly. Um sounds like there might be a lot of new faces possibly coming uh NXT way. Between names like uh, Alex Zane being rumored and possibly some names from Impact, like the Rascals are being talked about. So we might be seeing an influx of uh, some new faces very quickly. In addition to people like last night, we saw Leon Ruff and uh, Anthony Green even showed up in the back at one point. And yeah. So there's there's a lot of uh, movement going on with fresh mm-hmm. faces and uh, people coming from the Indies to get a contract. Mm-hmm.
3: So for me, me, real quick, I would say three quick things. Uh, One with Raw, they got to figure out something to do with this third hour because they're losing (laughs) traction on that. Uh, They need to do something on unless you're just going to cut it to two. I'm still interested to see what this Tribal Chief storyline is going to be. I'm really excited how this continues to build up to Mm -hmm. what they're going to do. And number three, Tribute to the Troops is actually going to be looped in on Sunday with football, which is going to be either before the four o'clock game or after the one o'clock game on Sunday on Fox. So I'm interested to see how WWE yeah. will do that with ratings, with tribute to the troops being on Fox for the first time.
2: Um, so it's going to be interesting. It's the first, I've heard that. Interesting.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm really interested. So Ticketmaster came out with a thing that says, basically you're going to have to get um, a COVID test, a uh, mandatory test, or they're probably going to uh, make people come with a, um, Vaccine receipts, and when that becomes a thing, uh, in order to attend uh, shows,
0: mm.
4: it will be now. Ticketmaster isn't the promoter; they just sell the tickets. It will be interesting to see what that looks like, especially when it comes to wrestling shows. As we have learned that this week, a couple of shows in the Midwest had to shut down, um, though rescheduled dates have been offered. Um, other shows are going in and around the country. Uh, it, it, it's it's kind of hit or miss as to whether or not show live shows and live events. Will take place. So the big question for me is uh, WrestleMania 37, uh, which of course was booked to be in Inglewood, California, uh, will probably not be there. It's probably going to happen down there in Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. If the vaccine comes out before WrestleMania does and widespread distribution is available, these things are highly unlikely, by the way, but let's say that it is, would you go? Or how would that be enforceable? Well not where not would you go? Because we answered that before. But how would that be enforceable? Um, you know, after the pandemic, as we actually start to turn of the contra- corner as 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 a world, um, when it comes to like live events and stuff like that, yeah, sixty five thousand people at Raymond James Stadium will be interested, But would you should could they mandate that you get the vaccine in order to go? I think that that's something that's going to be really interesting that people are going to have to decide for themselves as uh, see whether
1: they get knocked up by the government in order to go to a show. <laughs> right on, right on. Well, that's going to do it tonight. Definitely a good show. Um, we got some things we got to do. So we're going to wrap this up, but definitely stay tuned <laughs> each and every Thursday, 8 PM live on all social media. And you can uh, hear the playback podcast uh, immediately following on all audio platforms, and you can get all your news, updates, and every lot of the good stuff from us at bigobellgroup.com. So for the four of us with the absence of Damien Damien Sheesh, uh, who's uh doing some things, making some strides in his uh professional career. Good luck to him, obviously. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you for watching and and or listening. Stay safe, wear your mask, wear your mask, and please, folks, wear your masks. We'll see you next week. Oh,